You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're rolling with Jason and John, 92.9 FM ESPN, getting you through the week, baby, on a, what, John? Hump day, baby, on a Wednesday. John doesn't like it when I say that, but I love it. Known for it around the city, John. I don't know if you know. Got a Hoop City two for tonight. Very excited about that. Both the Grizzlies and Tigers in action. Grizzlies, winners of seven straight. Put some respect on it. Second time they've done that. I'm pretty sure they're going to make it eight straight tonight down against the San Antonio Spurs at FedEx Forum. And then you've got the Memphis Tigers on the road in Orlando against UCF and what is definitely a very important quad one opportunity for Penny Hardaway and the Memphis Tigers. We will talk about that. Apparently, you can't take signs in Rupp that say, please go to Texas or you will be asked to leave. And then you know what happened after that? Can't wait to tell the rest of that story. Is our guy Jay Williams trying to be the next coach at Georgetown, John? Let me ask you that. Well, I was wondering why he didn't want to come back on this year, and, and now I'm now I get it. He's, he's getting out of media. Yeah, he's getting out of media, and he's getting into into coaching. Jay Williams, next coach at Georgetown. Poor Big Pat. Poor Big Pat. Yeah, no, it's tacky, I will say, because, uh, you know. I mean, we know he's gone, but you're kind of doing it before the body's buried. Right? Jay Williams put on Twitter that Georgetown was his dream job, and then of all people, of all people, the first response was Roy Hibbert. Big old Roy. Roy said, let's talk. Well, slow it down a little bit. LeBroy talks slow because he's so big. I, I, and I'll talk. say this. Like, I understand that it is going really poorly, okay? And it is, undeniable. Them folks have lost like 46 straight to high majors or so something like that. 25 in Big East. Well, it yeah. might be 26-9. Check yeah. in on the last I mean, they're, they're it, no question. But, but I will say, Pat That's is sad. a Georgetown legend. Still a proud man. He's a Georgetown icon. And for, like, oh. Roy Hibbert – to be doing that publicly, like let's talk about you being the next coach at Jay Williams. I mean, I just feel like that's a, that could be done privately. It doesn't need to be out there on in public. That's, I that's, agree. You know what I'm saying? A little tacky. It's 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 tacky. It's tacky on Roy Hibbert's part. And then you got like all these coaches like gassing Jay Williams up, like Bobby Lutz. I'm like, bro, what do we talk about? Jay Williams has been in doing radio. What, show- Dude, Jay Williams comes on with, in Memphis last year, and we talk all the time about who Penny Hardaway, right? I'm but, sure Jay Williams thinks of himself as somebody who could probably do the same thing know, if show, given know, the right opportunity. Show me the the list of how many full-time radio hosts have gone on to be great Division One head coaches. Dude, I just know about Jeff Saturday. Right. Now, that man came off of TV, and he beat the Raiders. You know, I was, I was making— I'm a, never going to let you live that I down. was making an analogy earlier on the, sh- on, on the station with Jeff about how your life— is sort of divided up if it, if it were a weekday. You know, you have a certain amount of years for Monday and a certain amount of years for – and the last day of your life is Sunday, you know. Me and Brad on Thursday. Jeff Saturday's coaching career is Sunday. It's dead. 
is dead. That's deep. I can't understand or believe that any NFL team <clears throat> would ever give him another opportunity to be a coach. Of course year. not. I'm sure he's probably not even going to look for one well, after that embarrassment right. of a season. One career win, uh, there's an asterisk because they lied about who their starting quarterback was going to be all week. That's your excuse. They did. A poverty franchise would use an excuse like that. We Saturday thought, couldn't beat anybody. We thought it, we we planned for Sam Ellinger, but then they started Matt Ryan out of nowhere. So how, what are we supposed to do? The Texans were trying to lay down for him, and he couldn't beat them. <laughs> I don't know. Thank you, you Lovey Black I Santa. I don't know what you wanted us to do. Anyway, yeah, man, we got a uh, big big night tonight in Hoop City. We got the Grizz. Yeah, man. Uh, as part of their seven-game series with the San Antonio Spurs, they play again uh, tonight. John's very funny today. I like it. I'm in a good mood, man. I see. That's good. good. That's mood. good. Let's keep you there. Well, because Jeff's leaving, so it's all. It's just a good. It, the the vibe will be better. This you sounds know? like a great. We should talk. This sounds like a great trip ahead for him. It does. It does. So yeah, we have the Spurs tonight playing the Grizz inside Phoenix Forum. Then on the road, uh, a little a little earlier, which I like the way it breaks. Six p.m. Six p.m. on ESPN Plus. It's a big one. UCF, Memphis. And no, no Albright. I, no Albright. I got too excited yesterday because it's not a home game and it's ESPN Plus. Be folks from down there. Yeah. So no Albright, but also no second leading score for UCF. Probably more important here in terms of Memphis' chances of winning it. We talked a little bit about this yesterday, and typically what you'll see, you know, Vegas do is they'll follow Kim Palm. They'll just say, okay, whatever Kim Palm sort of has this game at, they'll very, very normally very closely in line with what Ken Palm believes will happen. Not the case today. Not the case today, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll get to that uh, today on the show. Mark Giannato is going to join us at 11.25. Sports columnist, commercial appeal host, Giannato and Jeffrey, get his thoughts uh, on the game tonight, like the games uh, tonight. And then at 1.25, Enthusiasms. Mark Adams, AAC. Preview the game uh, with Memphis and UCF. Tell us about this UCF team. Yeah. So, That's so good defensively. Yeah. Of course, Houston is uh, number one in the country. Now, we don't really count them as AAC anymore, though, do we? They are for the for the, the, the year, but then they're, then they're Big 12. Big 12 bound. Sad. This is it, man. Last one. So, anyway, that is, uh, that is the show today, folks. Uh, looking forward to it. We've got some things we need to touch on, though. Let's do that in the form of over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over. Over. Under. Under. Jason, happy hump day to you, my friend. Thank you. You know, it's an important day of the week, most important day of the week to me, because once you get past it, all downhill. Also over-under day today, Tigers at UCF tonight. UCF minus one and a half. Over-under. John? What do you think? Well, so again, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Ken Palm had this as a four-point UCF win. 69-65, I believe. What did Bart Torvik have this at? I don't. I'm not doing that stuff. Well, then you need to look at all of them. That's mm-hmm. for you, for you cheap folk. You don't need to discriminate <laughs> over the, it's the, the analytics. Is That's it? what they yeah, say. Yeah. I don't look at Bart Torvik. It's the, it's the same thing. I pay for Ken Palm. I'm Ken going to use it. Uh, what's that run you, by the way? Is it cheap? It's only like 1995. I've used it since I was the For the, the, for the whole year? For the whole package? For the whole year. Yeah, but all I mean, the analytics in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineteen ninety-five. Yeah. I think. It's I mean, we, you, like you, it's you, worth it. It's worth it. You'll spend twenty bucks on something dumber than that. A hundred percent. That guy's brilliant with all that stuff bro- broken out like that. Well, it's that. just the computers now. Yeah, but, he's but all he automated. is a brilliant man. There's no question. I, I'll, I'll Making make, money. I'll make the same points that I made on on Jeff's show because I just this is what I I believe. You know, 
these are the games that Kendrick Davis was brought in to win. Yeah, I liked your point. I was listening. This is an experienced team. And it's not just Kendrick Davis. It's, it's Keontae mm-hmm. Kennedy. It's Elijah McCadden. You have DeAndre Williams. You know, in, in years – and by the way, Memphis has not been good on the road this year. Right? They started pretty well. Uh, they, they won at Vandy, uh, did lose at St. Louis. Um, and then – What did we say, one and three yesterday? Lost at Alabama, lost at Tulane. So um, they, have not, they have not been as good on the road as maybe you hoped they would be. But, you know, look, this is a, this is a prime example of, of why you get old because you, you want to go into a, a hostile environment at a, you know, second place vying for UCF team and you want to leave with the win. Um, and I think Mips can do it. You know, I think Memphis can do it. I think when you sort of break down the tail of the tape here, UCF, as we, as we went through yesterday, really well coached, know exactly what they want to do. They're going to make life really hard for you on the defensive end. They're going to try to, you know, limit your scoring opportunities um, and, and, and keep you in the 60s, and that's the way that, um, you know, they want, to, they, want to, they want to run. I will say what, 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 I, what I like about this matchup for Memphis is that it is a, it is a true example of experience versus youth. UCF is led by a true freshman mm-hmm. who, by the way, said if not for UCF, he would have gone to Memphis. Saw that note. Yeah, so um, I, I, I don't know what that I don't you know I don't know if that has anything to do with what's going to happen tonight, but I, I, I just do feel like this is uh, we've seen in college basketball a lot. I think this is a, is a game where Penny really schemes well around Hendricks and finds a way to leave Orlando with a dub. That is what I feel like, and that is why I think the, the, the story that the number on this game is telling you, I don't think a second leading score is worth two and a half points. It's not like he was their second leading scorer by a wide margin. I think Darius he was like, Johnson, yeah. He was like tied. Sophomore guard. You know, maybe like .2, .3, or, or .3 points ahead of the next guy. So he's not like that important in college basketball. So I, I think the, the, the number's telling you a story. I think that story is Memphis has a great chance of going to uh, wherever they play, whatever that thing is called, and leave with the win tonight in Orlando. I, I can make an easy case. You know, you look at Memphis, the first three conference games, been down double digits in each of them, and say with the way they're playing, going into a place where you lost last year, by the way, and against a defense that's top 25 one, uh, going to be tough tonight. But I, I, I'm, with, I'm with you that we know, too, that there's going to be so few quad one opportunities that Penny understanding that, and again, Kendrick Davis coming off a game where you're, you're, frankly, with the way he played, you're lucky you won it. You know, Alex and then some other guys step up for you. But back to your point, you, this is why you brought in Kendrick. Again, uh, you know, this kid Hendricks, a freshman they're going to be relying on, 6'9", shoots 40% from three. Your defense had better be focused on him. You know it. I mean, you know with the way they've played defensively mm-hmm. that Penny's had to whip him and this is going to be the guy you got to lock down. Listen, I think it's a gift with Darius Johnson out because he's not just second leading scorer, assist leader, steals leader. Like, he's a guy for them. You take him out with your experience, Kendrick, DeAndre, that, that's all the obvious. Those two got to play well. I just think, you know, the key here is you don't get dominated on the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, and and no, I'm not saying go down to UCF and beat them up on the board. You're not going to do that. This is what sixth best team in the country in offensive rebounding percentage. But you have got to at least hold your own. That's going to mean DeAndre uh, stay on the floor. It's going to mean, uh, frankly, you need Chandler Lawson out there. You know, getting rebounds, that kind of things. If KO can give you any time, don't get destroyed there. Good Kendrick Davis, Conference Player of the Year material. Kendrick Davis, you got to you get out of there with a win tonight in a very important game. Doesn't matter what it looks like, right? Does not matter what it looks like. I don't care what they shoot. 
just come out of there with with a victory. I think they get it, John. I'm with you. Man, that'd be nice. Take the Tigers in the one and a half. And, a, and I think it, mean, I think it means a, a little bit more to Memphis right now, right? Like, I mean, they need this win a, a, a little bit more yeah. than I think UCF does. I, that's just where I'm at. I mean, they both need it, but I think Memphis is just a little bit more desperate right now given the way they've played the last few games. Makes sense. Uh, UCF has this freshman, as you talked about, Jason. Taylor Hendricks, a hell of a player. 14.5 points tonight, his average. Over. Under. That's what I mentioned. The game plan's going to be geared to stop him. Okay, well, you did that with... Tyler Harris against South Florida and everybody else beat you. Hell, ECU the other day in the first half is hitting three-pointers from everywhere. So it can't just be about one guy. We've seen Memphis, you know, there are times where the the rest of them will get you. Uh, that said, listen, Penny knows this guy well. Yep. Having recruited him, John touched on it. Uh, he mentioned Memphis would have been the pick if not for UCF, at least for him coming second there. So that, that you know, Penny knows his game. You you know this guy better than it because you recruited him. And so from that standpoint, again, with a game plan sort of geared to stop him, I, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go that this is an ugly one. Listen, UCF's held I think four opponents under you know sixty, yep, you know, something like that. They're they're a great defense. This is gonna be a rock fight. Yep. And I think I, I'm thinking ten to twelve for him and maybe an inefficient game. Of course he's gonna get the opportunities, but I think the defense is gonna be there. I'm gonna go under. I know that seems like a low. I think that that's his average. I'm going to go under here. I think I think Memphis puts together something to at least slow him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think – Very efficient player, John. It's going to have to be, right? It's going to have to be under most likely for Memphis to come out with a win. So yeah. that, I think these things are pretty correlated. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's going to be tough to keep him under 14, but I think there's going to be a concerted effort defensively, a new energy defensively. 14 and a half is the number, right? So we can keep it to 14, yeah. we still winning, Joe. Yeah, that's what it's going to have to be, though. It's it's thin margin, but I'll roll under because I, th- I think the two things are I don't late. remember him being recruited at Memphis. I guess, cause it's been a while, obviously, you know, last cycle. but He had mentioned them being among the teams that uh, called him the most. Yeah. Wow, that's great. Maybe he'll be the next uh, Kendrick uh, Davis transfer in here after a year. Uh, he's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That brother's so, going to be a pro, huh? If he's not, then I I think that's certainly a possibility. And maybe we'll bounce him bounce him out of there. Okay, let's go to tonight's game on 92.9. we got the Grizzlies and the Spurs, the rematch game, a uh, seven-game series, as John mentioned. Uh, Spurs at Grizzlies back home again. So they stayed overnight last night, and they're here. Grizzlies minus 13 over under. Over under. Yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs are ready to get the hell out of here, right? Well, and John Morant's back. Yeah, John's uh, back. Yes. Spurs have been in Memphis, and they're ready to get out of here. They've got the Warriors on Friday. Brandon Clark, I believe, the only one listed as out tonight of any real relevance. Yeah, I uh, mm. I think the Grizzlies just destroy them tonight. I have no reason to believe this game will be close. Last game was kind of close. They kind of they led in the fourth quarter, did they not? San yes, Antonio? yes, they came back yeah. all the way back. Yeah, so <laughs> they're pesky against the Grizzlies. They yeah. have been this season. Yeah, I they know they're like the Bears. They know how to mm-hmm. be keep it competitive, and then right. when it's time to fold up, they will there at the end. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the, the Spurs the Spurs have been they lead the league in bench scoring. Like yeah. they're this we were talking about yesterday with Benson, you know, Pop's got a team. He's keeping them competitive, but yep. they're doing what they're supposed to do, which is do that and lose. And so, very rarely do they get beaten by double digits. I mean, it has happened, but it's it's not as often as well, you might think. Well, how many? You beat them by eight, what, two days ago, yep. and you shot fifty-seven percent from the free throw line. Like you, you gave up a ton there. That that was the difference between that, you know, that getting pesky like it did and. You know, you handling them by double digits in in some ways because again, you had them early, could have put them away earlier. Are the Grizzlies going to shoot fifty seven percent from the free throw line? Again? They're they're bad, but they ain't going to be that bad again. I yeah. think they cover here going away. John Moran is back. Makes a lot of sense. And then Dolphins at Bills. We turn to the NFL uh, over the weekend. Of course, it's Super Wild Card Weekend. 
Bills minus 12 and a half with Tua out for this game. Over. Under. Yeah, so that's the news. I don't know if I don't know if Tua was expected to play, but it was sort of a it was a double announcement from Mike McDaniel. It was that Tua has not cleared protocol for that the latest concussion he suffered against Green Bay on Christmas mm-hmm. and that it was also not going to be Teddy Bridgewater. It's going to be this 7th round pick rookie oh. from uh who? I can't even remember where he's from. Skylar Thompson is who it's going to be. It's, he, he started Lord. the last couple Did games. Did you guys hear that this is the most quarterbacks ever used in the NFL in a year? It's up. It was 69 during the regular season. Just crazy amount of quarterbacks. Even more than uh, the COVID year? Yes. Wow. Most in history. San um, Fran had about 40 of them. <laughs> it feels like yep. it. Yeah, the Raiders had two. I mean, the Colts had four, three. Three. Yeah, they get to three. They did have three. Yeah. Uh, Eagles had two. Yep. Uh, Washington had three. It's just number of quarterbacks who played. Period. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dallas played two in there. You know, we yeah. played two. We played three. We played Boyle there at the end with Peter. That's uh, right. Oh, that's right. You Peter, got to Peter, three. whoever. Mm-hmm. We did get a little Tim Wood Boyle field. action. Yeah, you did. Cardinals, how many the Cardinals play? Four. The uh, Cardinals played four. Yeah, I do think they hit four <laughs> because they didn't just play the third squatter. Yeah, they yeah. played uh, David Blau. Yeah. And you telling me one of them ain't going to be Stetson Bennett next year? <laughs> I, don't I think know. he's a backup. I, I think do he's too. caliber. He, ba- that man gonna be in the league. I think he's a backup player too. Yes, that's kind of nuts. That's a. That's a. I mean, AJ McCarron had a who's run. Who's not gonna give a two-time national champ a chance? And then once you let him in there, you can't you can't run him off. Yep. That's his story. Do you think? Look uh, at Josh Dobbs. Yeah, no, he, he, Josh Dobbs. The Titans had three, so everybody everybody did their part. I mean, we look like we look like you know we had our stuff together. There was only two. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. Even the Packers had to play two, didn't they? Because yep. didn't Jordan Love come in there for a mm-hmm. half or something? Must have. Almost all of them had Aaron two. Aaron got beat up. Yeah, well, and then you have like what happens is then like you get in the regular the the last week of the regular season benching dudes. Yeah, to Brady, save them. Brady yeah. played all of the all seventeen, mm-hmm. but he they benched him you know at the half because yeah. they had nothing to play for because they have a plan unlike Dallas. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. Could be right. But so yeah, uh, look. Uh, I think there are two parts of this. One is, you know, what is the future of Tua in the NFL? I mean, this is his third, this is his fourth concussion in a year. What's sad is that we question this as an NFL prospect. We said, can he stay healthy? Now, a lot of that was body and physical yeah. and everything else, but it's been that yeah. for his career. So it was all, you know, it was always the question. Now, completely different again. Now you're dealing with the head and possible. I mean, John, you don't play with this. This is, this is, this could be, you know, Possible trauma after the game and everything else. I I saw him watching it from the tunnel or celebrating, you know, the fact that they made the playoffs there from the the tunnel. It's almost like they're keeping him away, just saying, "Dude," and and it's the right thing to do. I, I hate it for him individually, but I tell you what, it puts Miami in a bind because yeah. you don't know whether you got the guy or not. And that's what this year was supposed to be about for them with going to get the weapons. With was okay, two. This is it. Show us. And you have to you have to tell the truth. When he was on the field, he did. Yep. But the question remains, and so they're 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 sort of stuck. I I don't know that you can move off of him, John, based on injury, because again, yeah. he, he beat the Bills this year. Yeah, no, he know? did in a game where he, where he got hurt in that one, didn't he? Yeah, and then um and then they uh, played him with a field goal in Buffalo in the snow. Everybody's like, you yeah. can't play. So when he was on the field, he got the job done, but you. They're, 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 it's it's a tough spot for Miami. So if you uh, feel for Tua, I, I saw the stat <laughs> from uh, V. Sin. If you consider uh, point spreads of nine and a half or more in the wild card, the hosts who are favored this 
by this many points have won 12 straight in a row and against the spread. So 12 in a row against the spread, 12 in a row outright uh, if the team is favored by 9.5 or more. This obviously would apply to Buffalo. It would also apply to San Francisco this week. Um, there might be one more that I'm missing. I'm not sure. But but those two, at least. Bengals are flirting with it. They're seven, seven and a half, but they're not quite there. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, here's, here's – Man, that Lamar situation. Here, <laughs> here's another stat. So this is one of those things. The, the, the winner of the game in the wild card uh, in the last 62 wild card playoff games covers 89% of the time. So mm-hmm. if you win, you cover. It ain't like a deal where the loser's going to keep it close. Yes. Or, right, 89% of the time the last 62. So the odds are, are pretty good that we're going to have some blowouts this weekend. Oh, and Bills will be one of them. Yeah, I, I just – I can't mm. – I don't see a way – Don't forget way. the DeMar Hamlin, that, the oh. force of that and the it, – Yeah, it's going to be – Everything surrounding the team. With that. And you've got the Cowboys covering, roll. of course, on your card. I do have the Cowboys covering. I wish they were nine-and-a-half-point favorites because I'd feel a lot better about it. I've been trying to bring them over <laughs> – the whole time. He I has. keep sending he's them fight, notes. He's Tom Brady. Against the dying Here's the another light. one. Tom Brady never lost to the Cowboys. 7 0. Never lost. Best record that. against yeah. another team. It's Is a, that true? Yes, yeah, true. 7 0. What, do you think I'm yes. lying to you? No, you think I'm just pulling wild. out no, stats? No, and just I just, I'm yeah, you stunned. Did. I'm stunned. Because I saw you look at John. You thought I was lying. No, I'm not lying. I'm to you. stunned by that fact. Seven and zero, never lost it's to the a, Cowboys. It's a, it's a great. We're gonna John. And you know who's it's a great is? time to start. Dak Prescott. It's a great time for him to lose his first one, isn't it? It'd be perfect timing. Do you know that there were only ten? There of Dak Prescott threw an interception in ten of the twelve games he played in this year. Wow. There are only two games this year where he didn't throw a pick. You can't do that. So seven straight games with a pick. We're going to bring John over to the side of right before it happens. How many times? We how many, got till Monday night. force him to throw, How about too? that? A pick in 10 of the 12 games he played this year. Yeah. How many picks does he have on the season? 15. Led yeah, the 15. league, bro. Okay. Wow. Even more than Derek And Clark. he didn't play all the season. I, it's tied with some other, with some bum <laughs> or rookie or so. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. He's tied with a rookie or something for uh, most Derek picks. Derek only had 14, but he didn't yeah. play I mean, the last. I just told you league lead. Yeah. That got no business being throwing 15 picks in 12 games played. Who threw 15? Who tied? Some other bum. Davis Mills. And I only say that because Dax, it's been this year. But again, Davis Mills. Yep. Davis Mills got 15. B U M. Yep. <laughs> I don't think what Davis did I say? Mills. I don't think I ain't been wrong today no, yet, you, buddy. You're on it. I think Jeff Driscoll had a few games in there too that he took off of uh, uh, old Davis. He so. did. They kept playing him again. They trying to pile the losses up on Black Santa. He refused to Damn, let it happen. Oh, he refused to let it happen. And that's I'll say I'll say this. You guys you guys started two and one, did you not? I know we beat them Niners. You guys started two and one. We will have beat the champs. That, that is like a fever dream. The fact that the Bears beat the 49ers. Yeah, it was mud and the weather, and I know the 49ers fans are yelling right now, but we beat you. Yeah. Did I, we not? I mean, we beat them. Yeah. Now, you, you guys had in a uh, sad sack of a season. You guys started the season out in, uh, terrific. And what did I tell you the whole time? Bro, y'all laid down. That's why I said, just wait, just wait. It's coming. It's coming. It's a beautiful thing. And Lovey tops it off with the cherry, giving us a It's been a, a tough end of the season. But Seriously, guys, all due respect to Lovey Smith. You guys got the job done and got the number one pick. So, yeah, I get Bills to cover. Bills will cover. Bills should roll. We, as should the 49ers. Super the wild card weekend. Very exciting. And I, and then finally, I've, I've got a, a kicker here. I'm very excited about this okay. one, John. This is from our staff. Okay. Because, you know, we look out for everybody here on the staff. We're all friends, including our morning show. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, you know. J. Will's been in the studio. Friends of the show was on with us all season. And then he gave up on us this season. But here it is. 
number of games coached by the great Jay Williams at Georgetown. We've set the line at point five. Over. Under. John? Start us, man. I got one word for this. You go ahead. Uh, uh, under. Come on, man. How dare you? I love Jay Williams. He'll tell you he was wow. the first to tell you that the Grizzlies were going to be, you know, in NBA the, in the championship in the finals worthy. He'll tell you that. This looks thirsty. It's thirsty. Yeah. Just wait, bro, bro. Let them bury Big Pat. Again, there's way that, you know, and, and nobody understands that better than Jay. Like, he's a, he's still a legend. I know this has gotten ugly, but you don't need to, you know, you don't need to throw your hat into the ring publicly like this. And to John's point, have, other, you know, Georgetown folks piling it. It just makes it worse for Big Pat right now. I, I don't, I love the ambition for Jay. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you he can't go do the job, whatever. I'm just saying it's just thirsty to kind of do it. Because, again, before, like I told you, before the bodies, before you've even had the funeral. So that's Amen. that's where I'm at on that. I mean, do you I, do you do you really think people I are just, asking Jay Williams? Is Georgetown a is still is it still tweet, a great job? The tweet was people keep asking me, oh so my. I will. Answer. No, that's a misposition. That's a position like, I don't feel statement. Like people, I don't feel like people well, have asked. Uh, that main wife asked him. No, the internet. Okay, does she's that. like, honey, well, you can you, put anything on the internet. Like to, would you like to go into coaching? I'm kidding. He, I'm no. sure he's been asked by multiple people, John. Because why? Why doesn't that make a ton of? Why doesn't make all the sense in the world? Jay Williams went to Duke. The new Georgetown. I mean, with, again, with all due respect. It don't make any sense. Yeah. I like Jay, but no. no what, what to it, act like the country's asking for right. Jay Williams at no. Georgetown. He hasn't been I love in coaching. He hasn't been in coaching. He hasn't, you know, he doesn't He doesn't have <laughs> ties to What's some AAU program. Just wait. Like, throw your head in the, the appropriate way. It just reeks of, uh, you know, arrogance. I'll be real honest with you. Like, you know, doing that with Big Pat still in the spot. Whatever. Again, go, go get it, but. Do it the right way. I just, yeah, I just think, uh, and then you got Dewan Summer. You got all these damn Georgetown. All, here's the here's the angle. All I think these they're going to go outside of Georgetown is what they're going to do, and that might be a reason why Jay thinks, okay, I'm a great. But why are you going to go to someone who's never done it? Yeah, when they need to get back it, the brand is dead, John. Yep, yep. You know, but you got they, all these. They need immediate credibility. The angle that these. The Roy Hibberts and the Dewan Summers of the world—they're trying to get on the staff, man. Yeah, oh yeah, they're yeah. trying to be on dude's staff because they're. But they should know better days. too, because a big—I mean, Roy Hibbert's probably with, with Big Pat, legend. Center. Yeah. You, you've you've had conversations with him. You're probably close to him. Well, because what, what what ends up happening? There's just a way to do go about this. I don't it's, know in this case if this is what's going on, but a lot of times what happens is these uh, these former players, these alums, feel like they deserve to be on the staff, and then like a regime may not uh, you know hire them to be on the staff. And so then you're like kind of ready for them to like move on, and you get another chance and a fresh start with the next guy. Oh yeah, we've seen that. Oh, for sure. Um, time and time again at Memphis, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that at Georgetown, where there's like the fraternity, you know, of local and former players who are still here. You know what I mean? So no, I just I just feel like to do this publicly is is uh, weak. I'm with you. It's a little weak, man. Uh, we'll come back. Mark G and I is going to join us on the other side. We'll talk to him. About Tigers, Grizz, and more on the other side. Jason and John, 99 FM, ESPN. NFL wildcard weekend is here. The easiest way to get into the playoffs is to do it with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers, join today. Uh, get started with $150 in free bets. That's guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with the promo code JSmith. Y'all know $5. That's about how I like to roll. Maybe even a little lower than that. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from money line to point spreads to player props plus you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. Got a bunch of great games 
coming up this weekend, including Dallas at Tampa. We've talked about it a lot. I'm trying to get John to the other side. Maybe we'll get him there. Got some great games, like we said, some other ones too. Got Chargers at Jacksonville, certainly got our eye on. Bill's going to roll. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code JSmith. Again, make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL, the 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. First online, real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non withdrawable free bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-978. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high. Just like a dragonfly. Margiano is here. Can you believe it? The magic of radio. You have come in studio, and we appreciate that. We really do. Uh, two huge games tonight that we're going to get to. Uh, one huge one for the Grizzlies, which will determine and sort of char- chart the future for them as we know it. Uh, and then, of course, Memphis taking on UCF in Orlando. Let's start with uh, Memphis UCF. Okay. Because I think there's a little bit more to chew on with this one. 
Um, it's a truly big game. It is. It it's is. It's a truly big game. Which team day. needs it more, Memphis or UCF? Needs it more. See, I think there's this. There's this. Everyone's quick to like. Oh, you get if they don't get this. Oh no, like. And I don't think I'm there. I think for both teams, um, I, I, you know, I think that I think it's kind of equal in terms of. I don't think either team is not going to make the NCAA tournament if they lose the game. You know, like I think it's easy to forget. You know, as as I guess uh, I don't know, as concerned as some people are about Memphis, they were nine and eight and three and four in league last year and made the tournament. Like. Right. You can you can st- there's still a path. I will say for Memphis, if they don't win this game, you've it'll become harder and harder to believe that they're going to be anything more than like kind of a bubble team, um, because unless they can like sweep Houston, um, but I don't. I think they both need it in the sense that they're both kind of in similar positions. Of they've got a nice profile right now but it needs a little juice, and this is one of the few opportunities in league play where you can give it a little juice. Um, I guess I'll go with Memphis, maybe, just because they've been playing worse. Like, UCF's been playing well lately, whereas, you know, if 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 Memphis loses this game, it's going to, for some people, reinforce what they've kind of felt at the beginning of conference play, like this team isn't that good or isn't playing well. Whereas UCF, UCF's comes into this game, I think, playing a little better mm-hmm. in terms of you know, relative to who they are uh, than Memphis. And so, uh, and at the same time, it's a home game for UCF. Whereas Memphis, you know, it's, you know, ultimately it's a road game against the number 36 net team. You know, like, and you're the, technically, I think they're the underdog, slight underdog mm-hmm. in this. So I'll go with Memphis just because of the trend lines of the season. But I don't believe. The season is, you know, like the season is doomed if they lose this game tonight. Because you still trust this team. That's well, where we were at with you last week. Do yeah, you still I still trust them. I still feel pretty good about them in the sense that I like. I wrote this in Commercial Appeal this week. Like to me, there is a very clear formula for how this team can succeed. They did it for a, a, you know most of non-conference play. And I just don't think it's going to be that hard to rediscover once they rediscover it. I mean, it involves Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams continuing to play, you know, produce. And they've been very consistent in terms of production, even though, you know, DeAndre's had the foul issues. Kendrick has had the shooting issues. They've still nonetheless produced numbers. And they just need, you know, if you look at, if you go through all these games they've played in the wins, those guys got like one or two guys to really help them. You know, the number I used in the column was when they have someone score, some a third player score nine or more points in a game, and it doesn't have to be a certain player. It can be any player on the roster. They're like 11-1 and one this year. Um, and when they hold teams under 75 points, which, by the way, is not like some huge – like right now, you know, it's – we go by a lot of people go by defensive efficiency now, but it's funny right now. Memphis has given up like seventy points per game, mm-hmm. which ranks like two hundred seventeenth in the country. Now, again, that's a little slanted because Memphis plays at a much higher pace. You know, like Virginia is number one in the country and right. defend. You know, giving up points per game or whatever on defense, but they play like twenty fewer right. possessions per game than Memphis. It makes sense, but. 
if you just if you can hold teams into that seventy point range where you're at right now, and you can get a guy each game to help out DeAndre and Kendrick Davis, like I, I just think they're going to win a lot of games. Now, can they do that consistently? I mean, it's been you know these past three four games or whatever it's been three games in conference play. Been down on all of them. You know they. You know, you look at it, I mean, the last game, it wasn't, you know, you got Elijah McCadden had nine points in the last game, and then you also had, I think, Alo, even though he didn't get nine points, like, if you go by points produced with those steals, he was kind of like a double-digit scorer in that sense um, in the second. Like, that second half was the template against ECU. If they can play like that, I think they're going to be really, I think they're going to be fine throughout conference play. Um, And... But, you know, I don't think they can afford against a team like UCF, who's much better than ECU. Although, I should point out, UCF only beat ECU by three points like a week ago. Um, if they can play like if they play like they did in the first half against ECU, I don't know if they're going to be able to come back on the road against UCF tonight. They got they got to they got to have a more complete performance. But don't you feel like <clears throat> we've you know talked about this in terms of what you construct this roster to do. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're if you're a sophomore, you're getting shunned. You're not you're mm-hmm. not seeing the floor. Like isn't this exactly the kind of game that this team was assembled and orchestrated to to you know to beat in a in a game to win? I mean I mean you'd think, yeah. I mean you'd ultimately like to think they can go into UCF and win this game. Now, you know, Penny has had success Against UCF, against Johnny Dawkins' teams over the years, he's done a, you know, he they've been able to like pressure them and create a lot of turnovers against UCF. Although I, I'm not sure what his record is at UCF. It feels like he lost last year. And, it, it and feels, the two before that weren't they here? Like wasn't that a yeah, weird the, year? The, well, the COVID year they were both well, here. Right, I remember that. Um, last and, year they lost down there. And I want to say the NIT. Yeah, that. That was the NIT year. The COVID year, they won three games against them, I think. At UCF has been, you know, they they Memphis has not, I can't remember. I know Tubby's two teams didn't win there. I'm not sure if, if Penny's won there. Um, and, you know, it sounds like it's going to be a pretty, for, for UCF, a pretty good atmosphere tonight. You know, you got Johnny Dawkins, like, telling people, get, you know, like, this. they've circled this game as a big game for them. Yep. Um, and it is. And so... Um, and it's good for the league that UCF appears to have, you know, be a team that's like on the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, according to Lenardi, Memphis's last four in and UCF is last four, first four out. And so, um, that, that position switch, if you probably, switch, I would think so. You would think, right? I would think so. And then if, you got, okay, based on tonight, you got work to do. Then, yeah. You know. I mean, you still, you know, so you, this could just go a long way, just in terms. I of, just think if you want to keep the dream alive of having like better than an eight, nine, ten seed, this is a game you got to win. With you to be a tournament team, I don't know if you need to win this game, but because there's so few quad one opportunities left, and this is one, and it feels like, based on what we've seen from UCF, like it'll stay one. Like they're going to stay inside. The, I don't know if they're going to be number thirty six in the net at the end of the year. But I suspect from having seen what they've done this year, they're going to be in the top 75 of the net all year. So this is an opportunity to get one of those you know, coveted quad one wins. And so um, you don't want to let that slip away. And then you're looking at a schedule where, as of right now, it would just be the two Houston games left. Maybe mm-hmm. Cincinnati can sneak in there. 
uh, and that road game against Cincinnati becomes one. But you know, so it's in that way, it's you know the urgency needs to be there, and I think it will be. I think. You know, I don't know if they're going to win the game, but I think I don't think you're going to have them come out flat in this one. I think they know the stakes, and I think if you just look at what UCF's done this year, you know they deserve respect. You know they beat Ole Miss just as bad as you beat Ole Miss. You know they took Houston at Houston down to the wire. They beat Oklahoma State. They you know they lost to a Miami team that looks like it you know might win the ACC. They lost to them at like the buzzer. Earlier this year, like, yeah, this no, is, they've they're. I mean, they're they're, they're a solid team, a very credible team. Now no they're doubt. going to be missing their second leading scorer yep, and top assist guy, yep, Darius Johnson. Um, so that's good for Memphis, I think. Although they've played several games with that, like they beat Oklahoma State without that guy, so they have some pieces that they can fill in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be like a, you know. First one to seventy wins type of game. I think both. You know, if you look and at UCF, and neither, and neither team may actually get there. Yeah, like UCF's a very good defensive team, and you know, I think, you know, if we look at Kendrick Davis, he's he's been a great player this year, mm-hmm. but literally he's having his he's he's having his worst season as a shooter in college this year, and um, I think, you know, they he's shooting under forty percent from the field right now, and under thirty percent from three right now. And given where this team is from a shooting perspective and offensive, like they really could use in a game like this him knocking down a few shots and really having his mojo. Um, But he's covered it up because he's been able to get to the free throw line so Mm -hmm. much. He's like among the best in the country at getting to the free throw line. But certainly this is where they need to bring their A game. Um, And really, you know, it's funny, both teams are – both teams stink at keeping teams off the offensive glass, right. so I'll be curious how that battle plays out. Um, and uh, you know, UCF, I think their best player is a freshman, right? Taylor Hendricks. Hendricks. It'll be interesting to see how the, how does that guy respond to like you know he called it. I think in an interview yesterday he called and you know, he goes, "This one's a little bit bigger than others." And I'll be curious as a freshman in his first kind of big conference game, how he does. We talked about Penny recruited him, so he knows him well, too, yep. just in terms of that game plan. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll all be about stopping him. Yeah. No, and I mean, I, I think Penny, you know, you listen to him talk sometimes. Like, I think he now at this point, like, knows this league inside and out. Like, I don't, th- I don't like, I don't ever, I don't think game planning is ever really the issue for this group. It's, you know, the implementation and execution of the game plan can sometimes be a problem. But I, I I actually believe when Penny says, like, you know, we know who's this, who's that, like, I think he watches a lot of these teams. Like, he was talking after the ECU game. Like, he was going to go home and watch, you know, he was going to go watch UCF's game against SMU right then, you know, right as soon as he got home. Um, so I think I think they'll have him prepared, and, you know, it's going to, you know, it feels like it'll, you know, like I said, it's going to be like a defensive battle, and the team that has, I think, you know, can hit a couple shots, if you will, especially in the last five to ten minutes, I think ends up winning the game. Uh, if you were John Calipari, would you take Texas at this point? Oh, absolutely. I'd get would Texas there. want Cal? Well, that's, that's actually, I think, the better question. I think it probably depends on, like, ultimately, I, I think, is who's Texas going to get better than John Calipari? Nobody. They could get, He's uh, perfect for them. To, would they take you? They could get uh, they, Cody Topper from LSU, hmm. former Memphis assistant. 
It wouldn't like, contact like, them. Like, would they, like you know, like Nate Oats. Would you rather have Calipari or Nate Oats? Like, I'd rather have Cal. And like, you know, or John Calipari and who are some of the other names being mentioned for that job? Um, why am I blanking? Oh, like Eric Musselman. Would you rather have Cal or Musselman? I'd rather have Cal. The Nomad. Um, would you rather, you know, like, especially if, if Cal can, like, bring DJ Wagner with him. Now, I don't know if that's the case. Like, he's got a number one recruiting class. Well, yeah, yeah he, he would he, take he's, he's always going to have a number one recruiting class. And that'd yeah, be, but, like, that that's part of the allure is, like, yeah. it's not just hiring Cal. It's hiring Cal and hitting the ground well, running. Yeah, you, you, no that'd doubt. that'd be his way to sticking it to these Kentucky folks that right now can't stand him. Well, yeah. By taking Wani. Yeah, well, you should do. You should have told Cal when you were standing outside of his at, at the podium at his house. We were all out there. You should have said, said, "Don't do this. It ain't going to be what you think." He never came out and talked to us. We it talked is, ten minutes. Yeah, it is kind of amazing that someone brought a podium to that whole scene. Oh, it was a circus. <laughs> I wasn't here for it, but I guess Cal was out there for one point before we met. No, it was all Ken, wasn't it? I mean, no, and then he went. He Cal went came out, out like ducked down. Cal came in, and then he and then went he left in, out, ducked and then down he came, in, in the back of the but car. He, he did come back out. Well, you left. Maybe you said you've had enough as a Memphis Dude, alum. We, we were all hands. I was in the helicopter, fool. He was, the Jason <laughs> we were all was, hands on I mean, Jason was covering preps, and they sent him out there. I mean, yeah, it, was a, yeah. oh, it, it, it was a scene. It, 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 then they had told me to go camp out by the by Wilson Air. Just the, sit at the The only thing I regret. I was out there like a PST. I just parked the Mazda right in the middle of the media. <laughs> I did. I, I don't know. Brad, was Randy not on the air yet during the cow search, or was it right no. after that? Okay. That's the only thing I regret about that. My I dad was watching the I would have loved to do, like, you know, sports talk radio on Randy while the cow thing Wait. was going we were, we were Hold on. What fool. year was it? That was 09. Yep. 09. Nope. It had just happened before we signed on. What was the, what was the first? Uh, January of 10 is local. Okay, gotcha. January of 10. Yeah, or so 13. right after. I do find it interesting because I know there's all these, you know, they lost a terrible game last night. They, You know, they're going. But, like, what if they go and, what if they go and beat Tennessee this weekend? No. They won't, probably. But, like, I'm, I'm just saying they got a lot of talent. They just lost to South Carolina. I know, but, like, Tennessee's a team that isn't. Like, I know they're elite defensively. And if you look at Kentucky last night, their problem was not offense. Their offense was fine last night. They just they weren't defending, um, and I just think there's this. I agree that like it's probably the, the, his time is up it's there, time. if you will. But I also caution against like declaring them not an NCAA tournament team today when they have all like the difference between like the SEC, the Big Twelve. Like they have so many opportunities. To but, like, you, but you should never be asking that question about Kentucky. I agree. No, I, like I said, whether never. they make the tournament or not, right. even if they, even if he makes a run to the tournament, like it's the signs are all there. It's time. Mm-hmm. But I'm not ready to like bury this team today. I know they don't look very good, but like you know, all it takes is like a couple good wins, and like your resume suddenly looks a lot better. Um, and we've seen Cal get it together late in seasons before. Um I you know, I thought the scene last night that the you know, I thought to like making someone remove their sign, I thought was and kicking that person out, that was like Soviet level like what the hell are you doing, Kentucky? Well they said they said they gave a choice. That's what I love about the fan. The he, fa- they oh, said you can put the sign away and go yeah, back why, to your like, seat. Why can't he have a Hilton all. Is I'm there some here. rule that says no that, signs? And dude, they and, take down signs all the time at these places if they don't agree with right, them. Yeah. Right. When you walk through, I assume they, you know, you give yeah. them that. Like you yeah. can't, you can't walk into a Grizzlies game and have a sign that says, you know, uh, John Morant sucks or something. Yeah, I mean, like, somebody gonna come up anything, to you. Anything, yeah, yeah, I guess. But then I thought the the 
from what I read, the account of like the fan yelling at him while he's doing his radio interview after the game. Ooh, it's getting rough. Like yelling, you know. I thought that was like I was like, eh, that's a little unseemly. Let's, uh, that's let's why keep it classy. He will have no guilt about taking Wani and the, anybody else. He got signed up. Well, and then someone, with someone, I think it was uh, Matt Jones, the Kentucky sports radio guy, posted like a screenshot from one of the message boards, and it was some guy complaining about Cal, and then talking about how ten years ago. He's such a. This is how devoted a Kentucky basketball fan is. His fanny is. His wife gave him a choice. It's like uh, me or Kentucky basketball. And he said he started chanting "Go Cats, Go" to her, and then they got mm-hmm. divorced. <laughs> and I like and I, up there. I believe it. Let, let, let me ask you this: If Cal did take Texas, this is a question I was asking John before the show. I thought this one was just mm-hmm. as interesting. Who, who who do you go after if you're Kentucky? Is the first choice? Yeah, NATO? that's a NATO? an interesting one. Like, who, who, I guess. where do you roll there? Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a truly obvious choice, you know, like because it has to be a person that Kentucky would want, and it has yeah. to be a person that would want Kentucky. Like I'm just saying, who are the elite coaches right now? Like Tony Bennett, UVA would not take it. No, um, he would not want that job. Jay Wright would not come out of retirement to do that. No, I don't think. You know who would be an interesting name if the Bulls moved on from Billy Donovan? Mm, that's interesting. Would Billy Donovan I, come back? Think about him. Um, that would be a splash. He needs to. Now, I don't know if he wants – like, his whole thing going to the NBA was he did not want – like, he did not like all the, the grind, re- grind yeah. recruiting pressure, and, like, it would be, you know, ratcheted it up That's even true. more at uh, at Kentucky. Um, he would be a name I would think could be in the mix. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Ari- I mean, if Arizona does something big this year, the Arizona coach has done really well. Uh, Thought about Tommy. Now, now right. could was is this the job that convinces Mark Few to leave Gonzaga? You know, I would think you could maybe try to make a run at him. I don't know if he'd say yes. I don't see it. Yeah. Kentucky fans would say, "Yay!" Mark I think Few. you'd be would all they? right with Mark. Yeah, but, but you, it's a, the same problem. A guy who has the same yeah. kind of issue in terms of you should you're, have. You're not Matt yeah. Painter. No, the the one guy that me and Jason brainstormed before the show, but he probably wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. Is Dan Hurley? What about Dan? Yeah. I mean, he isn't. He's a Northeast guy, but yeah. I mean, I could see that. He could. He would work. The bravado is there, you know. Yeah, he would work, <laughs> and he would get players and all that. But I just don't know if I think he probably feels like it. I've never had a conversation with him in my life. But he Saint Benedict Prep. He's from New Jersey. Like he probably feels some level of I'm right where I need to be. Like would you? Like UConn's a great job. Yeah. I mean, it's in stores. It's you know, it's not a great place to you know try to get a kid to live, but it's his. You know, part of the his neck I of the woods. I think he would say yes. You think they? Well, then that's who I would go after. I think he would say yes. That's who I would go after, and I think it would be. I mean, it's. I mean, it's. It's really no different than Cal, right? I mean, Cal was not, both of our first choice in terms of guys. Yeah. To pursue. Yeah, early. I mean, and Dan's been good. Somebody mentioned Scott Drew. What yeah, that would be interesting. I think. Well, man, John mentioned Scott he might. Drew. That might be a. That might be the thing that gets him mm-hmm. to leave Baylor. Maybe. I just. Um, don't, I don't know if the timing is lining up because he's he's struggling this year. You know? well, but that's kind of you know that sometimes yeah I think you're right in terms of like well the selling to the fans but I think I think you'll I, does one bad year really like affect how you view no what Scott Drew's done a Baylor he's done some amazing things no it shouldn't there. but I mean you know again but in, in the end it, you really can't it doesn't matter what fans think it just matters what the people with money think yeah you know? I mean fans fans will be you know fans hated what you know we we, we can pick a million examples of when they were hired you know. 
Who, who, what Eagles fan liked Nick Sirianni when he was when he was hired? Not many. Mm-hmm. Now they love him because he's he's going. He's the number one seed in the NFC, so it doesn't matter. What well, it mean. does seem like they need a recalibration there in terms of like the fan base clearly is kind of done with the we're an NBA factory and the results are kind of take a back seat to that in mm-hmm. some like they're done with that. They don't like that. It's very clear to me. Like well, and they, because it's, I mean, the, the, the dynamics of college basketball have changed, yeah. right? I mean, that, that used to be the thing. The thing used mm-hmm. to be one and done. That's the pinnacle. You want to be that place or that destination. But now with the portal, you know, mm-hmm. it feels like it's a, it's a different ball game now. Yeah. And that it's less important to get those guys, you know. And whoever gets the best of the portal is who, you know, is looking up in March and April and, and winning championships. Yeah, and that's never been Kentucky. If you look at what Kentucky's on the portal, I know they got you know uh, uh, Sheboy, and he's and he's really good. But the rest of it, they got the shooter guy from a couple years ago, right? Yeah, the uh, I forget uh, his name. Where is that? His from Dayton? I think he's from Dayton, maybe. Yeah, no, I, it, but but it's like like they the Reeves kid, Samir we Severe Wheeler. You know, like they just. They, what about Sean Miller? He's at Xavier now. Right yeah, now. I mean. Has he? Has he? Yeah, I mean, they're good. I mean, now he's Xavier's got, good. Xavier's good. He had a night. You know, I mean, he's he's free and clear of all the stuff that happened at Arizona. Yeah. I know he's a guy who hasn't gotten to the Final Four, but mm-hmm. he had. You know, uh, that could be a name too. I mean, it's going to be interesting who, because it is the type of job where I think they can. Yes, they can technically get whoever they want if Cal leaves, but at the same time. It's so pressurized there, but there's going to be some coaches who are going to say, "Eh, thanks, but no thanks." They're going to get raises out of it. Not oh, well, absolutely right, absolutely right. But, but I, it's also the type of job if you're Kentucky, like you can't swing and miss a couple times. Well, yeah, I mean, and you got to be again, you got to be built different to to succeed at Kentucky. Like you got to want the smoke a little bit, but it'll a be lot. In, actually, I'll be interested to see how aggressive Cal gets. In terms of, you know, we already saw the report this week that Texas is completely, like, denied that, like, Texas already reached out to Cal. That, you know, like, my at initial glance, I was like, who put that out there other than maybe John Calipari's people? Well, yeah. Um, you know, like. Well, Goodman wrote that uh, the marriage that, is that over. it should end. He wrote that today. Jeff Goodman. Now, I mean, I and, he, and, he, right. and, and he never writes. Yeah, I mean, like I think, he, like I don't know how so he he's must still getting. Strongly. I don't know how he's still getting paid. Moving right, <laughs> like that dude never this, works. Well, stadium. The whole thing with stadium is like confusing to me because I never actually like where is stadium? Like where do you find the a stadium? Is an abstract. It's a, it's a cloud. It's yeah, like, yeah. It, it's more of an ideology. Uh, it's like a. <laughs> it's a state of mind. Yeah, stadium <laughs> is a state of mind. You know. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 